Welcome to this week's episode of The Gathering Podcast. This podcast is all about experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised. We're on our journey of 100 days to impact by exploring stories and testimonies from those who have attended and who served at HSC in Impact 195. Before we jump into the episode today, I wanted to announce that The Gathering Church is hiring both a communications manager and a manager of impact to help lead the discipleship school. Both positions are posted on our website, and links will be included in the show notes and episode description if you or someone you know is interested in applying. On today's episode, our host Alana Sullivan interviews Renee Kevin on her experience with Impact over 10 years ago. No journey with the Lord is direct, and Renee vulnerably shares her very real story that shows us that Impact continues to make an impression on the lives of graduates well after they graduate. We hope you enjoy, and we go to Alana and Renee now. with Renee. And maybe Renee, you could just share a little bit about yourself and how you're connected to the gathering. I grew up in San Diego, right down the street from San Diego State. I'm turning 30 next year, which is crazy. I know. Very exciting. All the gray hair is coming. (laughs) I, yeah. So I work full time at this company called Illumina and have been going to the gathering for about two or three years right now. Interesting connection with Illumina. George's dad, Frederick, works there. Yes, I had no idea until I think George mentioned something and I got excited thinking, oh, I work at the same company. Clearly, I'm not as high up, but it is a great company to work for. And it's kind of fun, you know, to be there when he was also there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how did you get connected to The Gathering? This is actually a pretty funny story. And I love sharing it because I was on Instagram and I saw this girl who had this wonderful haircut. And I ended up reaching out to her asking, who is her hairstylist? And she, she gave me her info and I reached out to her and I said, hey, you know, would you be interested in cutting my hair? I have a certain kind of hair that not a lot of people know how to deal with. And so long story short, this hairstylist ended up becoming my roommate. Mm. And after a year or so, she was being mentored by this older couple that used to go to Impact. And I went to their house one day for dinner. and they Which said, couple was that? So they are called Vinny and Pops. Okay. I don't remember. I think their real names I don't remember because that was their nicknames. And that's, that's cool. What everyone knew them by was Vinny and Pops. I was at their house and they said, oh, you know, yeah, have you been to George's church? And I said, George has a church? And lo and behold, by some research, I found out that he was a pastor of the gathering. And ended up going to a service when it was at the school mm-hmm. up in Valley. Forest Ranch. Forest Ranch. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up there. Okay. So you've been going pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. A couple of years. Awesome. So we are talking about impact and just kind of hearing people's stories. Where were you before impact? How did you end up at impact? How was impact for you? Like struggles and blessings from it. And then where are you now? Yeah. So I graduated high school about 10 years ago. I know some of some people are cringing at this point, but it's important because I was one of the youngest people in my class. When I decided to go to Impact, I was a newly high school graduate. And at that time, I had gone through a recent breakup with someone I had known for a good portion of high school and someone who was really important to me. And I had graduated feeling pretty lost and just confused about my future. And so my mom decided to take a family vacation to... Tel Aviv, Israel, Hmm. because I have a lot of family from there. Is that um, where your family is from, or did they just end up there? So my family is from there. My mom is, she was originally 
born in Cairo and then moved over to Israel. And then my father is born and raised in Israel as well. Wow. So, so you're first generation? First gen. Cool. So I have, yeah, all of my immediate family is there. And we went to to spend a couple weeks just as a high school graduation present. So we went and I loved it. At the same time too, though, I knew that at the end of the trip, I had to make a decision about my future. Mm. And I was feeling like, God, what do I do? I'm heartbroken. I'm confused. I'm lost. And I remember standing outside of my aunt's balcony because she had a balcony that overlooked all of the city of Tel Aviv. And I have a picture of it. And I just remember praying, being like, God, what do I do? Where is, what's my next step? And at that moment, he spoke to my heart and said, you need to go to a discipleship training school. And I said, what's that? <laughs> so you hadn't heard of one before? Never. And those words just came to you. Yeah. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. And it sounds a little crazy, but in my heart, I just knew I was supposed to check out some discipleship training school. <laughs> and when I got back to the States, that's exactly what I did. I Googled discipleship training school. Mm -hmm. And all these different options came up. YWAM came up. HSC came up. And I just started to explore and figure out where would be the best fit. And then I went to, and I knew of The Rock because when I was back in high school, I had gone with this boy that I had been involved with. He was the one who introduced me. So I went and researched different churches and what they offered. And I knew, hey, maybe The Rock has something. And so I went to Impact's open house and I fell in love with it. And their open house, maybe you could explain what that is. Sure. So it was a, an event that allowed anyone to come and just get a quick view of what Impact is about. I walked in there by myself, a little unsure of what I was going to see. And it was, I think, these testimonies, and George talked a little bit. And it was a very simple event, but I just fell in love with the simplicity and the humility of Impact mm -hmm. and what it stood for. And I just knew I was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And I signed up. Maybe you could talk about what is that feeling when you knew you had, like, when you knew that was for you? Yeah, it was a weird feeling because it was almost like, God was pulling at my heart to do something that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Most of the kids my age were either going to community college or taking a year off to, I don't know, travel. And I was going to a disciple training school. I, I mean, I was 18. Mm -hmm. I was really young. And I just, I don't know. It was this decision to do something different with my life and really pour into my spiritual relationship with Christ. And it's hard to justify that sometimes to people. They're thinking, what are you doing? It's a waste of time. Yeah. And to me, I was like, well, I, I'm supposed to do this, so I, we'll see. But it was, I don't know, it was just this like tugging on my heart that this was where I was supposed to be. And I think my soul just needed it. So when you made that decision, did you have peace about it? No. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. No, I, I was a little bit uneasy. Because uh, of all those external pressures and factors, yeah. You're like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Even though God did speak to you. You know, and I'm thinking, am I supposed to become a missionary after this? Mm, right, because you <laughs> didn't want to do that? I mean, moving to a remote country, you mm -hmm. know, at 19 years old sounded a little bit intimidating. Mm -hmm. wasn't really the top of my goals. And impact <laughs> at the time was a bit more of an equipping for missionaries, right? That yes. was a primary goal was, okay, go and send and primarily send to other countries. So you're like, ah, is this the end game you have for me, God? Yep. And I think that's where a lot of my hesitation came from was, I don't, I'm not ready for this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was like, okay. You're obedient. I'll do it. So you dove in anyway. And I guess like, what did you get out of it? And what did you, like, what did you continue to wrestle with? Yeah. So for me, I, 
it was a bit overwhelming because to pay for my tuition, I ended up working at the Rock Pile bookstore at the Rock. And so during the day, I'd do Impact, and then at night, I'd work at the Rock. Something I think that most people don't realize when they go through Impact, or I didn't realize, was that it's almost like school for your soul. And you're mm. you're spending all this time really doing a deep cleaning of your life. Mm. And that is not enjoyable. Mm. It, it's great. It's hard. It's very hard. And at this time, too, I was still healing from a lot of the, the pain and brokenness from some relationships. And at times it was exhausting. And not because it was physically exhausting, but spiritually, I was just like, God, this is tough. Mm-hmm. But it was... It was so ne- like necessary. What did he ask you to look at within yourself? I think at one point he really questioned just my dedication and my ability to let things go. I think for me, I was like, okay, I went to impact. I was obedient. And God's like, that's not enough. <laughs> mm. That's not really the heart of the issue. He's like, Renee, you know, these things in your life that you're holding on to so tight, how can you let them go? I just had such a hard time with control and just wanting to keep things so close that it was really hard for me to just trust that God had a plan and a purpose and mm-hmm. that giving up my desire for my life was something I wrestled with a lot. Okay. So part of that was, God, do you want me to be a missionary? What else was something that you were kind of like hanging on to that he's like, open that grip? Yeah. I think I had this idea of what my life was supposed to be. With this guy, I pictured getting married and having mm-hmm. kids and just living this very comfortable Christian life. And when that was all taken away, it was like, great, well, now what? Mm-hmm. God was like, it doesn't matter. All, all that matters is a relationship with me. Mm. And I don't think I've ever gotten rid of so many things in my life. That was the only thing I had left. Mm. And to go through that at 18 was tough, but it was so special because like, I think it was allowed. Just having things that I couldn't lean on or trust or go to in my life, God allowed it so that I would just really strengthen this relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He He kind of breaks us down in order to draw us closer to Him mm-hmm. and then builds. to me when I first kind of was like, hey, you went to Impact, right? Would you be willing to do this podcast? Um, You were like, yeah, our trip to Romania was life-changing. So maybe you could tell the story about that mission trip. Did did that come at the end of your time at Impact? Like, why did you decide to go on that trip specifically? And what happened there? Sure. So it was my third term at at Impact. And at this point, I hadn't gone on a trip because (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The trip sounded a little bit scary. I was like, God, am I supposed to go? It just, I was like, is there going to be a trip for me? And he knew. And Mm. at the very last term, I think it was India. I'm sorry, it was Romania or there was another option. And I was just like, oh, I'm supposed to go to Romania. And Scott Wessel was on that trip. I have a great picture of him on a bus. And it was, and some other people that were still around, I think, today. And so we went to Romania and we actually worked with gypsy villages. And cool. I, tell, it, tell me about that. What does a gypsy village actually look like? I know what my mental picture and like Hollywood has shown me what it looks like, but what does it actually look like? Yes, I didn't think those were real. I, I was like, gypsies? That's not a thing. They're made up fictional characters, mm-hmm. but it's 
there are these people who live in these huts or these very poor villages. But then it'd be really odd because they would have these like electronic devices like cell phones. <laughs> it was such a juxtaposition weird... of time. Yeah. yeah, it was such a weird thing. But half of the trip was just going and running these. I think they were like playing games with these kids in these gypsy villages and running these day camps, I think. And we ended up delousing the one day, the gypsy kids. And I didn't know what this was, but we'd sat all the kids down and we ended up taking all the lice out of their hair. Mm. Because it was so bad that their hair was just covered in it. These aren't kids who normally take showers every day. Mm -hmm. And so it took hours to just put this chemical on their head and to comb through their hair. And it it seemed like such a small task to do, but the kids loved it. And it was just so special to do something so tangible Mm -hmm. that um, really showed the heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was insane. At one point I looked around being like, what am I, is this real? You know? Uh, but it was just, it's such a beautiful memory to look back on. I'm just curious. Was your head covered? Were you worried about getting lice? Oh, I was in full protective care. Okay. All right. Yes. And, yeah. and for a day or two after I itched here and there, it was, uh-huh. you know, like psychosomatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was one part of the trip. And then the mm. other part was building, I think, an orphanage. We'd work with an organization. I don't remember who, but we were Doing hard labor, mm-hmm. building an orphanage. That's cool. It was so cool. Yeah. There's so something cool. There's something about hard labor. Yeah. You know, I was, I remember this. I was in the backyard, I think like knee deep in dirt with like a mm-hmm. shovel. I was hot, sweating. It was in the middle of the day and I just loved it. I looked around and my heart was so full. And it was in that moment I was like, Lord, I just love doing this. Mm. I love serving people. I love hard labor. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, someone once told me that you could build a fence for kids. And if that fence keeps kids inside so that they can learn about Jesus, you're helping them, you're leading them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it was just this cool opportunity of like, you know, God, I'm, I'm digging a ditch, but I'm also leading kids to you and showing them your love. And I just, it was so great. Mm-hmm. So from that trip, you learned a little bit about yourself, which was you like to serve. You like the physical side maybe of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was at times where as I was cleaning through these kids' hair or just digging dirt, it was like God was doing this work in my heart, this deep cleaning, this deep combing through all Mm -hmm. this grime and just Mm -hmm. frustration. And it was was just so symbolic Mm -hmm. (laughs) because – You know, I, I was angry and annoyed, and sometimes I was just like, I don't want to do this. But there are times where it just, I had patience and compassion, and, and I could just see that through me physically doing something, Jesus was doing that same work in my heart. Mm-hmm. It was great. So, what, yeah, what's your journey been like from then to now? It's been about 10 years. Yes, it's absolutely crazy. It's been 10 years, and I didn't graduate and become a missionary. I graduated and went back to school <laughs> and then got a graduate degree and then went and worked in corporate. Interesting. Like kind of what you didn't want to do, right, initially? Kind of what I didn't want to do. Yeah. But did you feel at peace about it and like that's what you wanted to do? You know, I think looking back, I've realized that I don't know if I had the spiritual maturity or I don't know if my heart was in the right place to become a missionary. Mm. And I think impact laid the foundation for that. Mm-hmm. But I had to go out in the real world and just live my life for a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were young. I was young. You didn't hadn't experienced much as an adult yet. Mm-mm. And so I had to do life and make some mistakes and learn and grow. Mm-hmm. I got out of the impact and I think started 
to design my life the way I think I've always wanted it to be. I went to school to have a career and I tried to do everything to become successful, but I don't know, I still struggled with direction and and my relationship with God wasn't the best because I think I was just doing things my way, doing Mm -hmm. things the way I wanted to. You kind of went back into that pre-desire to control and you're like, I want my life this way. And so you're going to put it back this way. Yep. I'm like, oh, it's time for me to manufacture it. All throughout my 20s, it was a lot of just me being stubborn and trying so hard to get things that God had purposely taken out of my life. At one point, I was in an ungodly relationship thinking this will bring me happiness and fulfillment, and that ended awful. And at one point, my relationship with my mom ended up falling through. I left my old church, and things were just falling apart left and right. And I was like, God, what is going on? I'm trying so hard to be successful and create this life and still be a Christian, and it just mm-hmm. nothing seemed to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a stubborn person, and sometimes I have to be burned by something before I learn my lesson. Mm -hmm. And God was very compassionate and patient. I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. I was torn between my religion and this relationship. And I was trying so hard to make both of it work. So where are you now? Like, Where is your relationship with God? Where is that control theme that you've dealt with? Yeah, definitely. And I know, you know, this is supposed to be about impact, but it's so funny because it really does come full circle. Mm. Uh, When I ended up at the gathering, I went through something pretty rough last year. This boy that I had known when I was back in high school who had introduced me to The Rock came around and I thought, oh, God, wow, look at that. You know, my dreams are going to come true now. I'm going Mm. to get married and get everything I've ever wanted. Look, I'm living for you and you're going to reward my obedience with my dreams. And it ended up falling apart. (laughs) And he chose a different path and walked away from what I thought was a shared dream. And it was devastating. Mm. But what was so beautiful is that the community at the gathering really supported me and helped me in ways that I don't know if I would have been able to go through it. I've known George for a while because of impact, but I just, I sat down with him and I was like, George, how do I do this? How do I get through this? I was sobbing and I was devastated. And I was like, I just, my life is falling apart again. What do I do? And he, he was like, you know, Renee, he picked up his Bible and he said, this is what you've got to cling to during this time. And, and that's what I did. I just, I clung to the, the word of God. I, I used to sleep with it at night in my bed because I was so mm. just lost. And it was almost like God took me through this cleaning again. He allowed these things in my life to, you know, come back and destroy me. And then he did this deep work of just getting rid of everything that I thought I wanted to put me in a place of just obedience to him. And I don't know if I, looking back, I don't know if I would be the person I am today if it wasn't because of that. Yeah. Just the, the thankfulness and the way I see the world and the love I have for people and the love I have to serve and this desire to just have this deep relationship with Jesus. I don't know if I would have had that if I didn't go to Impact. I don't know if I would have come back to that place because that was something that God instilled in my heart 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, you know, ended up being something that was relevant again. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy that I ended up back here. Yeah, it doesn't take us just once, one time to learn a lesson. Sometimes we need to be taught again. And I think especially for something as close to your heart as a relationship, especially at first love, can you surrender that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in a crazy way, you know, if I hadn't met him, I would have never 
known about impact. And then I would have never gone when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think I would have ever been able to find my way back to the gathering and now just be involved with impact and the gathering in the way that I am. And it's crazy because impact changed my life, not because I became a missionary, not because I lived in a different country, but it just, it gave me the spiritual foundation that stayed with me for years. It's been so beautiful to see just everything work together for good. And I knew, I know that impact had a lot to do with that. And I'm so thankful that even through the hardships and the trials and the heartbreak, something beautiful really was a, a result. And you said that from your time in Romania, you realized that you like to serve. Are you practicing that now? Yeah, I I absolutely love to serve. I just, I don't know, God has given this deep compassion in my heart for people. It definitely comes from Him because <laughs> I, I am not the most patient or compassionate of people, but I love our surfers. That's actually the one reason why I love our church so much is mm. because we go and we just love people. Whenever we have our home improvement days where we have to beautify our church, I just, I love it. It's this, you know, I get to make this church beautiful so people can come and feel welcomed and then learn about Jesus, you know, and then I'm helping with this Operation uh, Christmas Child. Even that, it's just, God's been so gracious in giving these opportunities to really do something that I love. Mm. You have the gift of helps of serving. I, I know. Apparently I do. Yeah, it fires you up. You're serving God with it. That's it cool. does. It really does. So, and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. Are you planning to volunteer at Impact? I'm thinking about it. I am thinking about it. I, Impact is such, it was such a sweet experience for me that I just want everyone to experience it. Mm -hmm. Me too. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it was such a, such a special time in my life that I want everyone to go through it and just have the same, I don't know, joy and memories that I had. And so I would like to, but I'm asking God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if anything, I'm like, Lord, lead my steps and just put me where you want to be. And hopefully, you know, my testimony and my story can definitely encourage others who maybe are on the fence about it. You know, not really sure if it's for them, but wholeheartedly I say it'll change your life for the better. Thanks, Renee. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if anybody has any questions too, or they just want a little bit more information, like I'm definitely happy to share. Perfect. Thank you so much.